0: Welcome to Conversations on Public Safety. The Den, a podcast that asks, are we ready to reset the landscape of public safety? Whether you're a veteran of criminal justice, a newcomer who wants to foster change for the next generation, or someone actively involved in the field, grappling with the complexities of decision-making, you're invited to the conversation. In each episode, you'll hear from a panel of four highly respected criminal justice thought leaders for an unscripted, unedited, and vulnerable discussion about the future changes needed for policing. Together, they hold more than 100 years of experience and are using our insight to help evolve practices, policies, training, and community relationships. They're challenging themselves and you to get introspective and question the status quo. Let's dive into today's topic.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Den. If you've been listening to the last few sessions, you've heard the lively debate of Harold, Steve, Rodney, and myself as we explored a list of activities and responsibilities that public safety has had over several decades. And we debate whether it's most appropriate response for a sworn officer or another professional with specific skill sets that should be investigating or following up in different instances. The discussions about what police should be doing and what are they doing has always brought about a lot of debate. We challenged ourselves by rethinking what would a new police agency be? And more importantly, perhaps it's not named the same thing. In today's episode, we're going to discuss some of those things about our idealistic department and how we think about the pillars or hierarchy of this department and how it should be structured. We talk about the percentage breakdown of sworn versus professional staff, as well as the roles and responsibilities within that. As we dive into the den here, I want to make sure that we focus a little bit on language and why language and its terms are so important. The term guardian versus warrior has constantly used in public safety and why guardian sounds a lot better. And it is something that we all start to coalesce around in this episode. I want to be sure that everyone understands that when we use certain language, it is an intentional aspect to communicate because language helps us build relationships and interactions among people and communities. And sometimes we use certain language and public safety that inherently brings a difference between an us and a them, or this set of community members and that set of community members. And while that's never perhaps been the actual intention, it has been something that has happened for many, many years. And we find that when we use the wrong words or use that are words that are misunderstood, It evokes emotions and reactions that can sometimes be positive, but also can be very negative. And language is so important to influence people's attitudes and behaviors, as well as convey our values, beliefs, and our perceptions. And so we spend this entire episode thinking about what's the right term to call a new type of department. If public safety or policing is not the right term, then what would be the right way in order to brand or... Coalesce set of professionals around a certain cause. Just like the past episodes, we look forward to any feedback that you have, as well as some opinions about what police should or shouldn't be doing. So feel free to visit the website to take a quick survey about what you think police should always, sometimes, or never be doing for your communities. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Let's step into the den. I'm just going to do a quick refresher of where we were. We kind of stopped off of like talking about where we all agree or don't agree about what police should do or not do. And we started to get into some of the discussions of like where the police should get involved in some of the trauma or empathy based events and maybe some of those like relationship based events. And we were going to get into like what they should perhaps stop doing or where we had the most variations across some of the investigation stuff. So. Without going back to that one, I want to ask you guys, if you were to design your police department today, brand new, what would be your divisions and what would your divisions do?
2: I'll just say it this way. You have to have patrol. But do you still call it patrol? No. Let me put it this way. You have to have a uniformed
3: response group. How's that? Call them what you want. What would you call them, though, Harold? I would call them guardian force, guardian unit, something that captures the essence of what we want them to do. And that can mean both. That could both mean enforcement as well as engagement. Hmm. I would call them the guardian unit.
1: Okay. Almost like a community response unit. Yeah. But instead of being the small unit in the larger division. That would be the division. That would be the division. That would be the division,
3: the, okay. the, guardi- the guardian division, whereby, you know, yes, you're responsible for responding to calls for service, you're responsible for addressing community concerns and community needs as it relates to public safety. So the guardian division, instead of patrol. Patrol just means, OK, you just roll around and patrol the areas. We want you to do something. I want you to be guardians of the area. I like that.
1: So they wouldn't do some of this traffic enforcement and other things that we said to take off the plate. Like well, they would they would be some like roving patrols.
0: No, stop. A better stop, you,
1: stop using that word. I know. <laughs> <using> that word. <laughs> That's going to be the hardest part. <laughs> yeah,
3: because we're, we've been conditioned for so long and very little patrolling is ever done. True is mostly just responding to calls for service. But now that that's the case, that we're responding to calls for service, what do we want them to do? We want them to be guardians. As it relates to whether it's it's the call for service for robbery, that you're responding as a guardian to address the fact that somebody has been robbed. It could be traffic. We're able to identify that as a problem within the community then your guardianship would equate to you providing problem-solving strategies to address the traffic issues within your area. Okay, so you'd have traffic guardians. No, every category that we kinda talked about could fall into the guardian category. Right, if you had a, a unit or a group that was responsible for
2: nothing but traffic enforcement as an example. Or traffic, yeah.
3: traffic crashes. Well, you know, if you if you think about what we did in Charlotte, whereby we made a decision, you know, we had become over-specialized where we had a traffic unit, we had a community service unit, we had a street crimes unit, we had all of these different specialty units. And then we decided that, okay, we're going to divide the divisions up into three areas and we're going to assign someone responsible for that area, the lead guardian and we said whatever problems exist within your area you are now responsible for addressing them now whether you had to put people in plain clothes to address issues in plain clothes whether you need to put people to handle traffic crashes they were all come out of your your guardianship allotment personnel and you know some of that could be civilians you know some of it could be sworn but, you know, you are now the guardian of this area. And whatever you need within this area, the cadre of your guardians is what you would deploy, seek to deploy to address those problems. I okay. know, no, this may sound radical or whatever, okay. and it, it doesn't have the machoism that, you know, policing has, has been so accustomed to. But, you know, that's what we want you to do. We want you to be help be guardians of these areas to address the problems and concerns and issues within these areas. But I think you could also have investigations, but what do you call investigations now? Well, let, let's be more
2: specific. Let, let's yeah. talk about what, what that looks like. First, homicide in a department that has, you know, that that violent level of crime where you have, you know, non-fatals and fatal shootings. You You've gotta have a, I think you have to have a centralized unit. So so, yes. so you got homicide. I wonder, I think that you have to give the same level of concern to sex assault. Yes. Because uh, it's a violent crime. So yes. so you start to plug them in. You, now, we're building, now we're building whatever this is that we call that. Your robbery unit, uh, you know, I wonder about that. I wonder if you couldn't put that to a division. Your property crime could all go to the division. The key key, or I'm sorry, whatever that unit is, that guardian division, you know, the individual divisions, providing that you have the means Mm -hmm. to let them communicate, whether it's a weekly meeting or, you know, technology, whatever it is. Beyond sex assault and homicide,
3: I think everything could go to that guardian unit. When you were describing the, the investigative units. What comes to mind is in each one of those cases, unlike in the Guardian division, not everyone is a victim of a crime. I mean, there are quality of life issues, there are order maintenance issues. So there, so not everyone's a victim of a crime. But if you talk about investigations, everybody's a victim. There's a victim associated with every investigation. So if you call homicide, somebody's dead. Because somebody's been sexually assaulted, so they're victims. So what would be the name that we could call the investigation of of crimes against victims? What could we call them? Here's an innovative name. Okay. Okay. Victim, Victim Services.
1: That inherently flips everything that the investigations currently does upside down, right? Right now, it being criminal investigations is that you're investigating the criminal rather than servicing the victim. I think that's a shift. And I
3: think that's a shift to towards more towards others being the primary reason that we're out there and not about about ourselves. Because because when he's called a criminal investigation, that I'm investigating the crime and the heck with the victim. You know, you're not following up with them. Right. You're not you know keeping yeah. them uh, a- advised of what's going on. You're not seeking their help in identifying suspects and things of that nature. So Harold, I think victim services why not something i learned when i took over homicide
2: was the detectives when they met with the family of the victim they would say even if it was a if it was a known bad guy that was dead mm-hmm. the detectives were very careful to tell the families we work for him or we work for her we work for you you know th- this is about you and i i was always impressed with the detectives that said that going after the bad guy we, we work for you to bring justice to you and your family that stuck with me you know I think even more if you named if you designated that group of detectives the different units I think it it even hits home more with the detectives and certainly with the community
1: I mean you guys have been leaders of departments where you've had the ability to kind of move some things around you might have had the ability to, get away with a unit or a section but maybe have to maintain the divisions this is where the innovation of policing doesn't happen because the ability to move around that flow chart doesn't happen
3: it doesn't allow for a great deal of crossover victim services division you can equate that to you know all of your victims are within your community guardian division is the city you guardians of the city when you have an investigative unit that, hey, I'm only responsible for investigations and, you know, the heck what goes on in your, your division. As Harold said, victim services, it ties you back to that community because now your, your focus is on the victims within those communities. And the same way, you know, they had the support unit, you know, all the, the toys, you know, and, you know, helicopter harbor, that called support units. And they're the most isolated people Within any police department, they believe that the sun rises and falls on them, you know, every day. That you know, and 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 then you have people that are always clamoring to get out of the guardianship or the patrol in order to get into one of those specialized units where I don't, I no longer have to care about the people. Yeah, that is more about me doing a job, you know, knocking down somebody's door or whatever. So that sure. would be that would be one that I really try to find a way of meshing them more into the guardian division. So let's get more fundamental
2: then, boss. Mm-hmm. Right now it's the police department, and that's always bothered me. Mm-hmm. Not a, we're a department of the city, but we're really a service. Right. And I really like the fact that while, while there's a lot to not like about Canada and the way they do things, I like the idea of them calling themselves the police service. And maybe police is not the right word, but I like the word service because it it ultimately is a service organization, Mm -hmm. no matter
3: what. And with that, Harold, now I'm thinking, okay, you got the Guardian Division, you got the Victim Services Division, and you have the Guardian Services Division. Now you're tying them closer back to the community. You're providing services to the guardianship. Division, So it would be the guardian service, and
2: then you'd have the two divisions, the guardian division and then the
3: victim services division. I think you would have the guardian division, the victim services division, and the guardian services division. No, take out division, just guardian services. Yeah. Okay. If you're talking about the department... If you're talking about if you're talking about the same way we said victim services division, yeah. then you're, you're talking about the three or four primary divisions within a department. Gotcha. OK. Yeah. OK, I got you. Okay. Yeah. And then that fourth one being administrative, but rather than calling it administrative, how do you tie that back into, you know, the department itself? They almost become guardian support services division.
2: Yeah, because they're not doing anything but supporting the or exactly. should be what's going on in the
3: field. Exactly.
1: So now in, in both the Victim Services Division and the Guardian uh-huh. Division, we're in doing the we're opening the opportunity of having both sworn and non-sworn. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we can say it's just 100 people in each division.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What is
1: the percentage breakdown? Like, what is the distribution of sworn versus
3: non sworn? Jessica, I think you bring up a good point. It's hard for a civilian to equate themselves as being a part of the patrol division or the investigative division because it doesn't really seem to fit a role for a civilian. But changing those names gives them more alignment with those divisions. I can be a civilian guardian, I can be a civilian victim services person. I could be a guardian support division person. So, you know, I think it kind of gets away from those single entity type of, and broadens the, the, the category where you, where civilians fit in better under those divisions.
1: Yes, that makes sense. Okay, so now typically... We have put all of those civilians that might support various things, whether that's police training, it's victim advocacy, it's supporting evidence, crime scene, all of those things in either a services division or administrative bureau, right? Administrative division there. So if we have, we wanted to call it guardian service?
3: No, guardian division. Yeah, but what are you going to call the overall... Organization, whatever it is, you're the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No,
2: okay, you can't go okay. from police department okay. to services.
3: Okay, 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 Harold, okay, you got it. City of
2: Can it be the City of lions Police
3: Services? I mean, is that is that limiting us? I guess that's the question. I think you have to identify the law enforcement entity. I'm with you there. I'm stuck on the word service, and I have been for a long time. Yeah,
2: it's, if it's police service, that's okay.
3: Yeah, if it's, and, and, and and that's what you you equate it. And, and a lot of the uh, foreign countries, that's what they exact what they call themselves. Not yeah. the department, they call yeah. themselves police service, police services. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: Okay, so we have a guardian division. Uh huh. And then we also have a.
3: Victim services division. Okay. But now we're talking about the main bureaus or main divisions or the main entities within police services.
1: Okay. So here we've got our police service.
3: And then we've we got, have, then we, we have our guardian
1: the guardian division. We've got our victim services division.
3: And you have. Uh,
1: so what do we do with all the folks that right now in your. Oh, we had your a
3: third. We had a third one. We had a third one, the guardian support division. Why not just call it the support division? Because we we don't want to separate them and call them support of what. Okay, so then do you have an admin division or do you? Yeah, do you, that, uh, that's that's what we want to identify as the fourth division. But what do we call that? What do we call that division, other than rather than admin?
1: Okay, so this guardian support division is, like, give me some examples of what's in guardian support.
3: SWAT, bomb unit. Helicopter. Harbor.
2: No, you know what? Uh, K-9 would go to the divisions.
0: Yes.
1: SWAT would include your hostage negotiators? Mm
2: -hmm. Yep.
1: Okay. This is both sworn and professional.
2: I like that term instead of non-sworn or civilian.
1: So sworn is uniform, right? So if you're going to be a lead guardian of whatever neighborhood community.
3: I wouldn't label it uniform because now we're saying that you're now going to be responsible for a host of of things within your division to include traffic, to include, you know, you may need to work plain clothes. So by the, the needs of the division. Right. So, so as an example,
2: you may have a division that, because of the nature of the work that they do or their geography, may be more or less uniform.
3: Right. But but, but it becomes very flexible. Yep. And it's determined based on your geographical area, the problems associated within your geographical area. Or
1: problem-oriented, problem-based, problem problem or solution-based. Yep. 24-hour shifts, though? Yeah, oh, yeah. they're there uh, 24 hours. 24-hour
2: 24 services.
1: Okay, and then what's the professional folks look like in
2: this unit? Well, it, it depends. When you say professional, I think about folks that could, uh, that, that would be, perhaps be specialists and hey, put, uh, put in your support crime, division. Crime analysts. There may be some non-sworn investigators in there. You know, following up on property crimes. Hey, in your support divi- division, put in your crime scene search or CSI. So your crime um, analyst wouldn't be in the
1: support division? No, crime nope. analysts be in the guardian division. Yep. Really,
2: guys? Crime, listen, crime analysts will be everywhere. They'll be in the, the uh, victim services division. They should yes. be in the support division, they
3: should, but they definitely should be in the guardian division. But Jessica, I know where you're going with that. Uh-huh. But I, I believe that. That, that analysts need, you need to have analysts assigned to specific guardian divisions, but they could come out or be overseen by a centralized unit. But I, I think that in order for divisions to be able to get what they want, when they want it, and how they want it, then it, they have to have that, that latitude to say, this is my analyst and and this is what we need. This is what you're producing.
1: Yeah. The the hybrid version is the ideal, right? Is that, so we've centralized long enough that we have standards. We understand what we want, we need, we have skill sets. We have some data integrity, technology practices, but then we can now take that and distribute that out. Exactly. And then I can rotate, because one of the challenges with a centralized unit is that there's no movement. I'm either have this job or I don't have this job, right? And and that creates some stagnancy in that analytical space as well as just professional space. And so then it's like, how do knowing that you can't promote them, how do you move them around? So the hybrid would be how you how you create that creativity and project based professional. I don't. I haven't seen an agency that's there yet, but I agree with you. So the crime analyst unit my... Headquarter kind of space here, uh-huh. but it's a hybrid model. What about my uh victim services division? This is your investigators. Yeah. So this is investigators,
2: crime analysts, and it could be both sworn and professional investigators.
1: This is definitely where you have like your victim advocates. Yep. Victim or court advocates, right?
3: yeah
1: where would like any like homeless outreach coordinators public health substance use folks
2: because that goes in the uh, guardian division
1: we're
3: talking about the perfect world right jessica oh yeah
1: that's where rodney
3: and i live
1: (laughs) i mean perhaps over your careers you've tried to create this right yes yes (laughs) and you've gotten nuggets of it right yeah Yeah, but that's how, like, change doesn't happen all at once or all the way. Okay, so there was a fourth division that you guys wanted to see, which is, like, where professional standards, IA, budgeting, finance, planning. Well,
3: no, that wouldn't be because, again, I think that unit, professional standards, has to be a separate entity within itself, and that's coming off of that police services director or or chief or whatever, whatever we're, we're calling them. I, I think that they, you know, the training division, records, property division, those are the units that we're talking about. I think those need to go in the support division, training, records.
2: What else did you just say? Evidence. Yep. Property. Yeah. I, I think
3: those go. I think those go in the guardian support division. I think that that's a lot, and because now you're you're kind of crossing deployment of people. Those, those that we have listed there now are people that are going to be deployed into the divisions to support the divisions.
1: One of the things over history, which is probably when you all started your career, is that we used to have things like CSI and evidence and property kind of in those divisions, like in Guardian or yeah. and Services division. We started to pull those out over the years as forensics and just like certain practices got, one, civilianized, and two, that people saw in that civilianizing that there was a need for separation to maintain integrity. Right. And so there's a large part of like, particularly within like your crime scene folks, of just we operate differently. We, you know, we shouldn't be answering to the same lieutenant that's just going to say, get it done because I'm dealing with this victim, right? Or I'm, I'm dealing with this crime. So I think the two things happened in that process is that as we civilianize crime scene and evidence and property rooms and the standards for like that oversight and accountability increased with the professional certifications for those fields, like we moved them underneath the services or admin division because that's where we put all civilians in the department for one. but also because that at least at some level created us that that silo that the divisions inherently create and have in policing, that was the perception of integrity by being separated.
3: Mm-hmm. So finance is over there. And I hear exactly what you're saying, Jessica. I, I think they need to. To, to to be out there by themselves, not based on them the being civilians, majority civilians, but they're kind of the keepers or the development.
1: So is this like a service administration division?
3: Well, let me just
2: throw something at you, boss, before you go there. Okay. In most departments, your uh-huh. SWAT, your bomb are going to be, and, and most departments don't have a, a HELO unit, or a harbor unit, mm-hmm. but your SWAT and your bomb are going to be part-time. You're really
3: just talking about one or two people that are assigned. We're talking about, we're designing, the, uh, we're designing uh, the, the magic. I think SWAT should be full-time. I think that what we ask them to do it's going to depend on the size of your city and, and, yeah. and so forth, but I think somebody needs to be the, the overseer of that. I agree. But but, you know, you talked
2: earlier about people aspiring to get out of the the Guardian side to something else. And so you, now you're developing a unit that's the hut hut unit that ride around in the van with the guns, you know, the long guns ready to jump out. But they're not responsible for engaging with the with the public. And, and most of your departments in this country aren't going to have a full time SWAT. They're not
3: able to have a full time SWAT. Not able, but they have to have someone or unit that's going to train them, that's going to keep records of them, and so forth. So, so, and that's kind of why we named them what we named them, rather than what we named them the Guardian Support Division. Right, give them some relationship back to the division. I think your boats, for the most part, ought to be assigned like like
2: we had them in Charlotte to the to the geographic area that has the lakes or the water. So your guardian support division gets real light real quick. Then you're only talking about crime scene. I think your support division goes, puts training records, evidence, and finance there. Maybe not finance. Maybe that goes under the chief's division. But you don't have that many people in the guardian support division. You, those are call-up units except for CSI and, and the helicopter if you've got one. Well, your EOD would be in there too. Yeah, but it's a, it's going to be an
3: admin thing. You're not going to have a full time bomb squad. Well, I'm talking about a major city now. You could break this down in in any type of hybrid model for a smaller department, smaller cities. But if we're talking about something for major cities to to look at and consider, then I, I think we may need to to look to see how we we we. Now I'm thinking of the 400 person department like Fayetteville yeah.
2: where where I didn't have the benefit of, you know, having, although I had a, a, a SWAT manager, you know, a SWAT sergeant and all that, that managed the SWAT unit. I had an EOD person, but I didn't have, I didn't have the number of people to be able to do full-time units. So your major cities, that's good, but, but you're only talking about what 40, 50 out of, Several thousand departments. So we ought to caveat it at least, or or asterisk it and say, this is for major cities. But but for everybody else, this might be more appropriate because we're going to touch a lot a lot of departments. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, we don't want a Fayetteville Police Department or a Gastonia Police Department or a Richmond
3: Police Department to say, I can't do that. I don't have the people to do that. I, and, and it may not be people, you know, SWAT may it may not be a contingency of 30, 40 officers in SWAT or Harbor or EOD or, or whatever. I mean, it, it could be an administrator of it overseas. Yeah, yeah of it. that's what I'm saying. But I think that, you know, we're still looking at somewhat of a highly specialized yeah. group of people that we want to be able to identify. But I think the key to it is not just letting them be a support division, that, that we tie them, that the, all of their support goes into the guardian divisions. I'm with you.
2: I'm going back to adding in training records, evidence, and finance to the support division because that's where you get people heavy and CSI, crime scene. Mm-hmm. That's where you get people heavy, but if you really, according to just being those administrators for support, you don't have that many people there.
0: Right. So I think you could
2: have somebody that was over that that would include your training records, evidence, and finance. I I don't know if finance goes there if it goes under another
3: yeah. administrative kind of thing. That that's the only point I'm trying to make. I'm looking at considering something like an infrastructure division that kind of focuses on the. Infrastructure of the, of the organization, your, your property, your records, communications, you know, that, those are some of the technical infrastructure type things that I think number one, this person that's heading up this division could be a civilian. When okay. you start talking about property, records, communications, training, those are things that support the overall infrastructure. Of your police services? For again, for a major city department, yes. For a smaller department, which is
2: most of them, it's probably a lot. You're talking about four divisions now, four.
3: How many divisions did you have in Fayetteville? Three. Well, how many did we have in Charlotte? Five. No, we didn't. We had four. No, you had five. You had five we, DCs. You no, know, but no, we had two that were in both in patrol. Two patrol, yeah. Yeah, so it was four. What were your three divisions in Fairville? Patrol, investigations,
2: and administration. Everything in the support division and the infrastructure division was under admin.
1: So that's pretty typical, whether they call it a service or an admin department, is that your records, even your CSI, you know, your crime scene text, just because they're tied with property and evidence- same yep. thing with your crime analytics, like because records is such a essential piece. When we see records is separated from crime analytics, we always get a divide, right? Records produces those UCR, MIBRS stats. Crime analysts often produce very different stats. And we see that separation happen because of, you know, the function and purpose of records on validated things versus crime analytics being around problem solving and just overall performance and and event or incident occurring but having them in the same workflow definitely helps since you know it's a garbage in garbage out if records doesn't do their job at validation or you know approving reports then you get less reports for your analysts to look at and otherwise so those divisions typically think through like what are the functions and how do those things pass but that's of course like to your point with the support division here with like SWAT, Hilo, Harbor Bomb, even some of the other ones, like whether they're full time or part time, they do kind of like hang out because their flow to the other units is sometimes either not well defined or it's really distracted as to who and what they serve, which is why I wrote on here like a regional resource, right? So Fairfax County has their their own helos, two of them, but they also looked at like who else owns because it's the DC area as you did probably with DC Metro, like who else owns helicopters? If you really have to move people out of DC or senators out of Northern Virginia very quickly because of some event, you're not just gonna use the the Fairfax helicopters, right? You're gonna use a little bit of Maryland and a little bit of private ones. So is there some kind of regional coordinator that kind of manages like, what are my, out here in Maricopa, not that I would say that this is a good model, but Sheriff Joe still implemented and held that the sheriff's posse, which is like really old school written into uh, of law, but he um, deploys them, those posses are actually like 501 C's that help with search and rescue. Not all of them are legit, but some of them are, and some of them are like retired military and other people that have the stuff to get across the desert to rescue hikers and things of that nature. Just because you would tie up a whole lot of resources within the sheriff's department or or Phoenix PD, always trying to rescue these people coming out here to hike and not realizing stuff. So not that I would say that that's a good model or something that should be replicated, but it is a consideration of what do you, a more rural, right? I don't think Phoenix is rural, but we have some rural parts and our desert is vast. People get lost all the time and trying to rescue people is Multi-hour
2: events. I'm not disagreeing that for a, a Charlotte or a larger department, of 2,000—well, for a thousand and up, even. And maybe a thousand is too small. That you you don't need four and maybe five divisions. I get I get it, but I'm just I'm trying to think about the fable to Richmond kind of departments, the four, five, six, seven hundred person departments that are the predominant. You know, and even smaller. Shoot, you go to think about Raleigh think about Durham those departments are not mega departments and and they would struggle to to do the you know to, to break it into the five divisions so ultimately somewhere you got the chief you got the boss so where where does the chief's office fit into all of this he or she's going to sit on top of all of this so what else comes off the chief anything
3: other than we talk about, about professional standards. That's going to be preference. You know, I like finance reporting to me, but... Uh, I do too. Uh, it, but other other departments, uh, you know, finance fell into... Before I got to Charlotte, finance fell into admin. Can admin. we still call
1: uh, you a chief?
3: So off of that chief's box, you would have
2: professional standards, IA, whatever you want to call them, and PIO and finance. Agree or disagree?
3: That would be my preference.
2: This is our services. We can
3: call. We can do what we want. Right <laughs> now, that Steve was in this conversation, he may have some different opinions.
1: Yeah. So, pre- public, professional standards, finance, and what else? Oh, public information. Public,
2: public. Yeah, PIO, public affairs.
3: I, I like. I just like PIO better. You know, Harold. The caveat would would be if a department had those those units. I mean, we, we that could be the caveat associated. There you go. Between what the guardian support division would look like, you don't want to limit if you do have a full-time SWAT unit
2: mm-hmm. uh, or a SWAT team.
3: Yeah.
2: Now you're starting to add personnel to that. You know, to that piece of pie. If it's a if it's a call in or a call up SWAT unit, you've got probably a SWAT sergeant or SWAT lieutenant who's managing the day to day and the training, the prep, and all that.
3: Yes, Jessica, I got. I got a. Come at your chief of Lions Police Services, in order to continue the the theme that we started. What about Chief of Guardian Police Services?
1: Well, so Lions would be the city. So if this was like Chief of okay. Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Since, like, since we're the
2: Lions group. If we're going to go with Guardians, I like the whole thing to be Guardians.
1: You want Police Chief Guardian Service? Yeah. Not Police Service Guardian Service. Yeah, Chief, gonna... of Guardi- Chief of Guardian Services.
2: Yep. I like that better.
1: Okay. So Chief of Guardian Services, off to the side is professional standards slash training, finance, PIO, and then three to four divisions, depending on, like, this is the big city versus medium city, what changes? Right. Okay. So this could be where this division, the Guardian Support Division, changes the most. Between big city and and medium city. Yep. But all cities should have the other three divisions: infrastructure division, victim services division, and guardian division. Yep.
2: Yes, I think too, Jessica. When we say victim services, just as a note for us, you may have it down somewhere, but this is the the violent crime involving victims. That's that's what the victim services division is going to do
3: what about violent victim
2: services division?
1: Yeah, this, it seems
2: like you're saying that the victim is violent. Yeah, I, I like victim services. I, I'm just okay. saying we need to we need to leave a note to make sure that we're ta- that's what we're talking about. Okay. And and boss, so I'm thinking about a department the size of Chicago. So okay. in the Guardian Division, you have 28 districts or whatever it is there. And in that guardian division, you would have everything from the uniformed guardians to property crime investigators, maybe even some violent crime investigators, okay, or detectives, but department-wide, and this is where I think they lose the battle and big city departments do, that Victim Services Division would have your homicide, your rape, probably, you know, gun assaults or whatever, and it could be that that's broken down by, as an example, in Chicago, that could be
3: broken down by service area. Yeah, I think Chicago is far too segregated. I mean, it's, it's, it has so many different units and areas that just don't seem yeah. to make a whole lot of sense, you know? Yeah. It's, just too, it's too bifurcated. Yep. Yeah.
2: But I mean, if you think about it, this would work for a a department
3: that size. Yes, yes, I agree. I've been hinting to the chief that they're they're just too. Everything is so seg- They they even segregate things within their districts. Yep. And you know nobody works with anybody. You know, I yep. I can be I can be working their tech unit in a district. You know, a, a call comes out and I'm standing in front of the the place where the call came out for, and I won't answer it. Yeah, that's that's not my role. That's right.
1: Right, but that's the challenge when you de, when you define your department like this, right? Right. right. When you right. when you build the hierarchical flow chart, I think I told you guys I like I got a lot of critique in my doctoral program when I wrote about this. Although, like some other folks in the in public administration, really enjoyed it. Or maybe I should send it to you guys, but I probably need to trim it down a little bit, right? So, like, we, we build this hierarchy based on, like, right, this is A squad, B squad, C squad, D squad, and then we just have people, humans, like, here's the leader of that squad, and then there's other humans being below that, right? And we replicate that across all of them. Yep. But there's nothing, all of these... Like, even the flow charts, when I look at all these org charts, it's this is D squad, this is C squad, this is B squad. There's nothing that's like showing at what point does this person here communicate with this person over here. Right. For any like function and purpose. Right. Right. Which this makes sense when we think about bureaucracies from like an organizational standpoint, because this is, this is a function. And these are the people that perform that function, right? These are the workers that are performing that function here. And then this is a different function, and they perform these functions over here on this side. But that's not how policing works, right? But because
3: I, I think Jessica and and a model that that I think the connection to, to that is is that person that sits on top of, of A, B, C, and D. whereby that person is responsible for ensuring that what's happening in D is communicated to A and B knows what C is doing. So I'm an A, B, C, D facilitator and not just, you know, A, trying to facilitate things. You got to be across the board. and, 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 And with that, whether you're working a hybrid shift yourself where you're working 10 to 6 and sometimes you're working you know, six to two in the morning so that you can see that whole area and you can see all the people that you're responsible in that area to make sure that the
0: communication flows. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about today's topic, Idea Analytics, or work with them, visit their website, analyticsbyidea.com. There, you'll find their latest blog posts, case studies, and contact information. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe, rate, and review Conversations on Public Safety, The Den, on your preferred podcasting platform. See you next time.